Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bingity bong, good up bing bing bong. It's freezing and cold and I'm grumpy. Hello. That's right. <laughs> uh, take two, because uh, take one was four hours ago when our daughter was napping, not napping. And so we didn't do it. And now we're back again and we're like, Ugh. oh, no. And just in case this is the very first episode, it's pretty much always like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Claire James here also. We are married and where you recommend you stuff. And this week... It doesn't get worse. It doesn't get worse. This is as bad as it gets <laughs> in terms of episode quality. <laughs> Which so is... It's good it's, to know. It's a fairly average show. Yeah. Done by two very tired humans. That's right. And it's more of a side project for both of us. You know what I mean? So anyway, thanks oh, for listening. What? <laughs> side project you've got an, your other podcast or whatever yeah, where you do research and interviews and, thing. oh well it's not this my favorite thing this is your like side project definitely <laughs> fine that imp- no but you, you you're taking that as like you're my side project because we're married yes and, yes, and also this saying. lovely podcast <laughs> I guess it's also insulting people who like this podcast. That's so a, I well, what are you saying? This podcast isn't as as great as your other more popular podcast. Certainly not as successful. Anyway, let's get on with it, Claire. What have you got? Do for you want to not this do week? this podcast anymore? I love doing this podcast almost this as side much as my other podcast. Project, this project, just because you've been doing Loki madness and you're exhausted. It's true. Well, Colin, if anyone's going Loki madness, it's Collins with his editing. But anyway, sorry. Go on. All right. Okay, so my first suggestion mm-hmm. is a show called Physical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I keep singing the song, Let's Get Physical. Why? Physical, because obviously it's the title of the show. Oh, okay. Anywho, and it's also about aerobics as well. Oh. But um, it's not the story of Olivia Newton-John or something behind those, or it's Jane Fonda or something like that. It's a movie about Olivia Newton-John. Of course there is. There's many. Let me look um, that up Delta Goodrum talking. stars in one of them. Um, oh, yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, Australian pop singer. Anywho... This one is starring Rose Byrne um, and it's created and written by Annie Wiseman uh, and it's on Apple TV. And as you have said many times, it's surprising. There are quite a lot of really good shows on Apple TV. They got some stuff, man. I know. And they got some stuff coming up. You saw that one that's got uh, Key and or Peel and it's this trapped in a musical, a horrible yes. musical. Yes. Yes, yeah. it looks kind of good. We, we just finished trying season oh, two. Oh, it's so good. Uh, you're right. There was a Delta Goodrum um, TV miniseries called Olivia Newton-John Hopelessly Devoted to You. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was correct. I, I know Network. my live triv. My live triv. <laughs> Olivia Trivia Newton. Yeah, my li- Olivia Trivia. Oh, that rhymes too. Uh, so back to physical. Oh, ratings um, not good. Yeah, well, I tried to watch it. It was awful. Anywho, can I get on with my recommendation of the thing that is good? Take that, Delta. Can I? I know this is your side project, but can you stay on track, please? Yes. Oh, we're all so tired. It's okay. Uh, Rose Byrne stars in Physical. It's a quietly tortured. (laughs) Why are you laughing? You say that's so weird. (laughs) Physical. 
Because that's how I'm singing it in my head. Let's get physical, physical. It's not right. You want to get... Anyway, there's also some milk in Australia called physical. That's where you, I think that's where you got it right. I must yeah. be. Any, anyway... I'm sorry, Rose Byrne and Annie Wiseman. Rose Byrne is excellent in this. She plays yeah. a quietly tortured woman who supports her husband's bid for state assembly while battling personal demons until she finds release through the world of aerobics. Yes. Now, does she invent aerobics or is she the no, one who brings it to the like mainstream? That. No, no. So it's it's played out kind of at the end of the 70s, I yeah. guess, in towards the 80s. Mm. Uh, and she has an eating disorder. So one of the really... I guess massive things about this show is that it depicts her inner critic and her inner voice that's really nasty. And it's it's kind of very clear that she's this incredibly beautiful woman who's mm. incredibly intelligent and has come from a very wealthy family and fell for this guy who turns out to be a complete idiot and pretty selfish and awful. Sure. But at the time when she fell for him, he was like a star in the political kind of scene in the 70s, you know, and really progressive and out there campaigning for change, social change. And so she fell for him during that. And so she kind of helped support his campaign and has kind of been helping him while he lectured at university. And so she's raising their daughter mm. and being the kind of domestic person in the background of everything yeah. where it becomes very clear that what's happened is he's kind of gone off the boil he was never actually that interesting and he's kind of flirting with students from his university and then he loses his job at the mm. university because he's actually not that great an academic and these are all like when he was campaigning just like empty platitudes and things to well yeah i think he believed them at one point okay. but it just becomes clear that she's saddled her wagon or whatever to a guy that actually has not come to anything a dope yeah, well, and also she's just kind of bathed in self-loathing and she has bulimia. Right. And so it's a very, they're very kind of, oh, not super graphic, but a really kind of unsettling view of what bulimia is mm. and the way it kind of manifests and the way she treats her body and herself and the way she talks to herself through her bulimia. Right. Um, and then she discovers aerobics um, just by another woman who's doing it at the, in the basement of a um, department store mm. and she just it becomes her kind of outlet and she gives her all this sort of empowerment and this feeling of freedom that she can't get anywhere else and so the trajectory of the show it's not complete yet there's it drops one episode every week but you can kind of see because it flashes forward that she starts creating dvds and videos a bit like jane fonda-esque uh, yeah, that are going to become massive based on anybody in particular or? i don't think so yeah. i think i was listening to an interview with annie weissman who created it i think it's i mean there's loosely things yeah. around jane fonda because jane fonda had a series of dvds yes. but i don't really think it's about that at all i think it's more this idea that this woman who has become trapped in her own head and her own life who keeps trying to support this husband who just takes her for granted and ignores her and then reels back in and ignores her so she's he decides to run for office again and it's very clear that she is the brains behind the whole thing oh, okay, yeah. and he's working to get sponsors and get people interested mm. and she comes up with the idea for his platform and everything and then right, he just right, treats right. her like can you make me some eggs and get yeah. me a beer sweetie that kind of vibe mm. and you can see this like boiling rage because you just hear her in a monologue even though she's just like quietly doing her makeup and then like making his eggs and vacuuming under his ass or whatever. Yeah. She's just, yeah, seething. Mm. And then she finds aerobics, becomes an instructor, and then, you, then it's just taking off now where she steals a video camera and instead of working on his campaign, decides to completely 
ignore all of that and just throw herself into her own project. Yeah, right. And it's clear because of the flash forwards that she becomes humongous. Yeah. So I have no idea what happens to her kind of horrible husband (laughs) and or her daughter because the scenes with her daughter are are, are interesting because she's clearly not enjoying motherhood really and has no connection to her daughter and it's very – she's miserable. She's a really miserable human being. Anyway – it's just great and really interesting. I've been meaning yeah. to watch it because so, I'm working my way through Broadchurch at the moment. Uh, I'm the only body who still hasn't watched Broadchurch. <laughs> but, no, I've, yeah, I've been meaning to, to check that out and I, I definitely will. Because, yeah, like Apple, they do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and yeah. It, and this one, I think, because Annie Wiseman is such a great writer mm. and it was created by her in her head, I think she's worked on, like, Desperate Housewives okay, and, like, right. a, lot of, yeah, a yeah. range of kind of TV, popular TV shows. Yeah. I had a look on Google and I couldn't really find much else. I think she's also done plays. Yeah, right. So she's a playwright. Mm. Um, they're also they're so they're so expensive these shows, eh? Like the, yeah, the they money put in them so is, much money into it. Yeah, just you the can fact see. that like you're setting something in a different time period, just the budget just balloons. Yeah, and this like is that, done yeah. really cleverly, really yeah. well, and you can see the kind of yeah, it just feels of the time. Yeah, if that makes sense, uh, and it's quite witty and kind of darkly funny in spots, mm. um, but very, very also unsettling and kind of terrible and you kind of don't like her either she's a very unlikable character because she's really hypercritical of everyone else as Mm. well so she's hypercritical of her own body but she's even more critical of the other women and the other people like pretty much everybody in her entire life she hates yeah which is kind of amazing to see because it's her inner monologue and on surface she's kind of like a nice queen kind of esque like gorgeously gorgeous looking person Mm. And she's just quietly smiling and getting on with stuff while hating everyone around her. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> Including herself, which Aww. is what's so awful. Anyway, but I'm hoping it gets better because, you yeah, know. Check out Physical cool. if you can. Physical. <laughs> Funny, I was telling you this, or maybe it was even on the show, so stop me if I have, but Nike was the biggest, Nike, sorry if you're in other places in the world, uh, was the biggest selling Nike shoe. Cow. Yes, that's <laughs> right, off, off the back of uh, jogging being kind of like brought to the forefront in the 70s and they didn't get on board with the aerobics trend and so they end up then coming second to Reebok because they just did they didn't jump on board they kind of stuck with running and people like they're not running anymore people are doing Doing aerobics aerobics yeah and whatever but it was only then when they sort of accidentally signed Michael Jordan by default because he chose them over other brands because the bigger basketball players at the time were the biggest names at like Adidas or Adidas again, if you're not in Australia, and these other shoes. So they got Jordan, and that's what then catapulted Nike to be the number one shoe, and has never not been since. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. But on the back of that, uh, did you know? Also, speaking of Jane Fonda, I just want to quickly mention this. Do you remember Quibi? No. Oh, yes, that weird app. Yeah, there was that a weird I app. I didn't understand you explained to me on the show. Yeah. Yes, correct. I do it was, remember It that. stood for Quick Bites, and it was basically, yeah, for those who don't know, it was a failed social media kind of network, Instagram kind of thing where they paid celebrities to make short snippets. Quick Bites, it was short <laughs> for. Anyway, uh, they got a lot of celebrities on board, like Anna Kendrick did a show, like Sam Raimi from Spider-Man, who made the Spider-Man movies, did a show. And Gal Gadot, who's Wonder Woman, came in and was like, was interested in doing something. And Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was an old Disney exec who started this and, and managed to like generate billions of dollars, said, 
oh, you know what we could do? We could, we could, you could do like Jane Fonda workout videos. She's <gasps> like, fucking Wonder Woman. Like, what, you, what am I going to be doing yeah. workout videos? So she My didn't end up doing. So God. that's that was that's a kind of example of one of the many examples of why that platform did. Oh my didn't, God. Didn't and work. just the whole problem, like, like I was speaking to a, a person who'd worked in radio for a while who when I was launching and thinking about my podcast concept told me I should do a podcast where I host it with two guys. Yeah. Because everyone loves that. And I was right to say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Because, you know, that's what audiences respond to, you know, so I can be the one that's like, pipe down, Jared. Yes. <laughs> Stop saying rude oh, things, Tom. silly. Come on, let's, oh, come on, God. boys. Oh, get on track, There's, guys. I, oh. I don't know whether it's just me. And I don't think it's just me. I think everybody hates that format or is sick of that format. Is it just I have me? no, I, I have no idea because I don't know. I don't because listen to radio. That's so basically every know? format yeah. on mainstream radio. So I don't know. I don't know whether the numbers actually suggest that it's like maybe Byron it's and very Darren mainstream. and a woman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe there are shows that are more just a man and a woman now. It's very yeah. rare that there's two women because they sound the same. Well, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> that's what. That's me. I said that. You did say, anyway, a little bit like, yeah, I know, it's... Radio sucks, who cares? Well, it depends, yeah, possibly. It does. Listen to Suggestible instead. Exactly, listen (laughs) to this shit show. Hey! Uh, Speaking of... Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, I watched yeah. two Netflix n- movies this week. Two okay netflix movies i'm going to talk about them together okay, okay here that? he goes i am one of them is called fatherhood it stars kevin hart uh, melody heard and uh dewanda wise and it's uh, directed by chris whites with uh with a screenplay by him and dana stevens now it's based on a true story uh, a memoir that started as a blog by a father called two kisses for maddie a memoir of loss and love so it's about a father who brings up his baby girl as a single dad after the unexpected death of his wife who died a day after their daughter's birth. So the movie stars Kevin Hart, who he's not really prepared for fatherhood. You know, he's excited or whatever. They have the baby, everything's fine. This is on the trailer as well. And his wife dies, like, immediately, right? So then he's kind of on his own, and it's about the struggles of parenthood and not necessarily, like, about being a man, but it is a lot about that and also the struggles of single parenthood and just, like, being alone and he's also leaning on his friends around him who maybe aren't great, who don't understand, but some of them kind of do or grow as he does. And like his grandparents and in-law, uh, sorry, his parents and in-laws are kind of, they have their own ideas of well as well of what is what is best for Maddie and it kind of charts that relationship. But like the core of the movie is like Kevin Hart and his daughter who ends up being like, I think she's about six or seven by the end of the movie. It does a bit of a time jump. And that relationship kind of works really well. And it's like, it's like cliche and predictable, but it's like heartwarming. It's, it's pretty good. Like, yeah. it's pretty good. I liked it. So if you haven't uh, seen it and, you know, you're looking for something kind of light, it's worth watching. The director of this also did About a Boy. If, but it's not as like, that's a mean movie, which is why I like it. <laughs> but um, well, that makes it. I haven't watched that movie like 10 years. But it was, it was solid. Like, I was surprised and... 
I, I, I kind of, I write Kevin Hart off, you know, because he's so famous and so rich. And I watched that comedy special he did in Madison Square Gardens and the screen was like 100 feet tall. And I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But, you know, he's good in Jumanji. He had, his last special was, was much better, I found. This movie's pretty good. You know, he's he's a decent actor, you know, and he's, and he's you know, he's a, he's a good performer. So that was pretty good. And the other one is called Good on Paper, which has, uh, what have we got here, Eliza... Uh, Schlesinger. Schlesinger, thank you. Yeah, because yeah. I love her comedy. Yeah, she's well, great. Well, yeah, yeah, she's um, really great. And stars her and Ryan Hansen and Margaret Cho. And this is also based on a true story from Eliza herself. So after years of putting her career ahead of love, uh, stand-up comic Andrea Singer, who's her name in the, in the movie, stumbles upon the perfect guy, and on paper Dennis checks all the boxes, but Andrea's friend Margot is convinced that he's not all he appears to be. So this is based on a person that she met in real life on a plane, right? She was flying between oh, comedy shows, okay? Yeah. So they start talking and he's like, I go to Yale, I'm a hedge fund, hedge fund manager, and he, he's like talking about like he's excellent at golf and he earns all this money and he's got this house and blah, blah, blah. And all, he just says all of these things. There's even a moment where he's like, my mum has cancer. Like he says all this stuff and they develop a friendship and he's eventually like, we should like date. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't want to date you. You're like, you're not, a, I'm not attracted to you. Right. Mm. But he kind of wears her down, which is what happened in real life. And the kind of the moment where he was like, my mum has cancer was the bit that kind of got her to kind of open up to him and they started dating. Anyway, as is in the trailer as well, so spoiler alert, he's lying. None of it is true. Like, he didn't go to any of these schools. And it starts to, like, it starts to add up. And uh, Margaret Cho, who plays her best friend, who's a bar owner, where she does some of, like, her, a lot of her stand-up, she starts to, like, piece things together. And in real life, it was her mum. And she was, like, ringing around, like, Yale, and there's no record of him and whatever. And oh. they visit his house, and it's, like, it's not, like, someone else is living there. And the place then that he is living at is he's got a roommate. And they're, like, why do you have a roommate? And he's, like, oh, because my mum, who has cancer, is living in my house and whatever. So it's just, like, lies upon lies. And... It just completely spirals and they're kind of following this guy around and trying to like piece it together towards like what's going on. And it's and she feels like completely betrayed because she's like, I don't even like this fucking guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I, got I should have into trusted yeah. my instincts in the first place. Yeah. And so the whole thing spirals. But I guess um, what, I, what I didn't like about it is it ends in this kind of court case. Like it just kind of jumps a few months and they're in this court case together. And it's just not great like it's just and that part i've heard of the story isn't true and i think that's maybe why it doesn't feel as interesting or as real oh because it didn't go it didn't happen but every one of the lies that's in the movie is something that he told her in real life Wow. so it's like this stand-up bit that she's done before as well like I, i remember seeing her do it like five or six years ago or whatever it's on youtube you can you can look it up so that's the fascinating thing for me uh, in that yeah. movie, and again, it's okay. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, and she her comedy is really yeah, great. Yeah, she's great. She's, so she's got funny. a few. I think at least one or two on Netflix. She's I think. got heaps. I reckon there might be even three or four. Okay, cool. I think she's got better over time because sure, yeah. I think some of it is a little bit anti-women. Like it's a bit overly critical of women. And well, about they've had it too self, good for too yeah. long. <laughs> and but it's still hilarious and really great. Um, but I think as time's gone on, and I guess as as society's changed too, her comedy's become a lot more 
supportive of women sure. while still being self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. But you know how there's a line? Sure, and yeah. sometimes you can just be like, oh, women are mm. so annoying, you know, all that so kind true. of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I, I she does this really funny comedy bit about how women pretend that they're like beautiful and lovely and like roses come out their bums and they're just like gorgeous yeah. all the time. And then as soon as their boyfriend leaves their apartment, they're like, <laughs> and they come out <laughs> and just like sit in like mainline crackers on the bench while <laughs> sitting in like old jocks and like, just before the boyfriend gets there, they're like scooping everything under the couches and like sweeping crumbs away yeah. and like pretend that they wear like lazy bras every day, you know, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Anyway, she does it in this really kind of funny way and she has this kind of gremlin voice that she creates, <laughs> this kind of body of this gremlin that, that like comes out as soon as like the boys leave the mm. apartment. Anyway, it's cool. quite funny. Okay. Check it out if you haven't. That's how I really want to um, watch that. Yeah, it's good. Again, I think it does kind of fall apart a bit, but yeah, it's 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 interesting, and it's I think it's uh, she also looked up a bunch of stuff regarding like this guy and what happened in real life, and apparently like they just kind of fell apart and they just went their separate ways, and then he saw a picture of her that she posted on Instagram in like a bikini, and then he messaged her out of the blue and was like, "You shouldn't be dressing like this." Blah blah. blah. This is like a year late. This is this part is oh, real, gosh. and she's just like. Get fucked. Like, like she kind of felt yeah. sorry for him because she was like, the things I liked about you weren't the things you lie about. Like, I don't care if you went to Yale or you can play yeah. golf. Like, who gives a shit? But she's like, I liked that you were funny and charming, like, and, you know, and you were friendly and the fact that he felt that he needed to, you know, do all these things. Because she thinks it maybe came down to, the, like, he wasn't, like, the best-looking guy maybe. But um, uh, And that was why he did it? Yeah. Was he... A psychopath, you know. That I don't kind know. Of I think just maybe. Or? I don't know. I think he was just deeply insecure, from what I can tell. From yeah, maybe yeah. a pathological liar. Yeah, oh, that d- that definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's funny so those sad. people because it's like it's it's it becomes so obvious at a point. You know what I mean? I'm sure you've yeah. met a few that it's like, why are you doing this? And I think it's like it must be like a compulsion and a you know a mental disorder because you wouldn't just keep doing that. You know what I mean? Like. Well, I think the hard part about it is that once you start doing it, you're kind of building this web remember, for yourself. Yeah. It's interesting because I guess there's a spectrum with all – and I, to be clear, I have zero understanding, have read zero about this kind of thing. And here we go. But here I go, my two cents from the armchair expert over here. Um, but I do remember listening to – what was it? Who's Hamish? I think it's like something like that. I'll look it up. It's a podcast. Mm. I think it's Who the Hell is Hamish? Right. And it's about this guy who's a serial conman who kind of will literally draw women in, have a relationship, but have maybe three or four lives going at the same time. Yeah, right. And he was able to swindle people out of huge amounts of money and, you know, that kind of thing by like creating this person that didn't actually exist Mm. and then living off women that he's met and and kind of taken in and they think he's this really wealthy guy who goes into the city every day for work but actually he's going into the city to like – meet his other family you know that kind of thing or you use their credit cards Mm. and in their name buy expensive yachts and like champagne and all this stuff anyway the podcast is really interesting because it kind of follows the trajectory of him as a person and interviews with different people who met him along the way and he had all these different names and personas yeah he's still alive yeah Yeah. so i feel like a guy like that ends up dead (laughs) yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he's still alive i feel like he potentially went to jail it was created by a guy called greg bearup who delves into the fascinating and devastating life of a serial common and he actually also weirdly looks different depending on the character or the Uh, person that he's taken on so like his hair's different and 
He's like, he puts on weight or loses weight and it's like really, really strange. But yeah, no, it sounds like I think he's gone to jail. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm pretty sure he went to jail. That's fun. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, uh, a really interesting podcast and that kind of world, I guess. So that's like the end of the spectrum of this kind of stuff. But there yeah. are people who just tell lies. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of, maybe it starts as a white lies and it gets bigger. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We met those. All right. I live it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I? again, two pretty good movies. Two pretty good movies. Check them out. Yeah, I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. So cool. Especially the second one. I think. I yeah, really I think you probably. I think that. Well, that one's funnier. And I think you yeah. probably. Though like, I do. I think that I've seen the trailer for the Kevin Hart movie and yeah, it surprised about me because I was like, oh, this is going to be bullshit or whatever. But it actually surprised oh, me. It's cool. Good, yeah. All right, I'm going to do that. Now, I got given this beautiful book. Oh my God, I love. Now, were you given or lent, Claire? No, I was lent. I was going to say because you're not just claiming this book, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. I just meant as in a friend um, dropped this off. She's so lovely. She's the mum of one of the kids around the corner. Mm-hmm. And. I noticed it in her house because there's just, it's so full of these like incredibly gorgeous quotes. Weasel, this is like the Seinfeld pen bit. Yeah, it's it is. Like, take the pen. <laughs> I know, and I didn't want to take the book. I just really liked the book, and I was asking her about it. Anyway, it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by Charlie McKeezy. And um, Charlie has a beautiful Instagram. I, I didn't know anything about him. He's got like a millions of followers. And, What's his name? Charlie. Um, Charlie um, McKeezy. M-A-C-K-E-S-Y. And he's this um, incredible artist and illustrator um, and writer. And he kind of stomps around being kind of messy and all over the place. And oh, This is cool. It's, it's just such a beautiful art style. But every page is kind of an illustration with a quote and the whole book itself follows um, the friendship between the boy and the mole, the fox joins and then the horse and it kind of just develops from there in a really simple story but each page could be an artwork that speaks for itself. Yeah, right. Um, so I just want to show you just his art style and the way he writes. It's all done in ink. So he's yeah, penned it really, I'm just looking through here. Really beautiful. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. So I'll just read you a little bit of his. Um, it's not poetry, intro. is it? No, it's not poetry. <laughs> his one, he did a Prince Philip. Ugh, <laughs> that, that's all right. Okay, so I'll read you the little bit of the intro. The drawings are mainly of a boy, a mole, a fox, and a horse. I'll tell you a little bit about them, although I'm sure you'll see things here that I don't, so I'll be quick. The boy is lonely when the mole first surfaces. They spend time together gazing into the wild. I think the wild is a bit like life, frightening sometimes, but beautiful. Mm. In their wanderings, they meet the fox. It's never going to be easy meeting a fox if you're a mole. The boy is full of questions. The mole is greedy for cake. The fox is mainly silent and wary because he's been hurt by life. The horse is the biggest thing they have ever encountered and also the gentlest. They are all different like us and each has their own weaknesses. I can see myself in all four of them. Perhaps you can too. Their adventures happen in springtime where one moment snow is falling and the sun shines the next which is also a little bit like life. It can turn on a sixpence. So it's just yeah. it's just beautiful. He says he spends a lot of his life living in his head in this world, right, which right. I thought was really gorgeous. And there's some beautiful quotes. So, for instance, it's sort of you need to kind of see the illustrations to really get a sense of it, I think. But I had no idea can... this book was like this is what it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous and it does follow a story. But for instance, it's kind of often just has a question that the boy will ask and be one of the creatures will answer it. Yeah. So this one is, what do you think success is, asked the boy. To love, said the mole. Oh. 
And oh. it's just really simple. You can see that illustration. Oh, the mole's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> the mole's mainly interested in cake, actually, throughout the book. He's kind of like Is funny. it a metaphor or is it literally? I think it might be, well, hello. And there's like a, well, hello. And there's a mole sitting in front of a cake. Which the mole's going to die. Really enjoy. He's going to die of too much cake. He might, yeah. This one is, do you have a favourite saying? Asked the boy. Yes, said the mole. What is it? Said the boy. If at first you don't succeed, have some cake. Ah, mole. <laughs> You'll never learn. Like Garfield. Yeah. Instead of lasagna, it's a gun you have. Well, I mean cake. Oh, God. Well, there we go. Anyway, I just think I'm not always into giving kind of books with art and quotes. I think they can be like a bit naff. Yeah, and I just think people often don't really ever open them or read them. Yeah, right. But this book, I think, because it's an ongoing story – in that it's very simple, you can yeah. read it with kids, but the levels of it are so deeply touching and important. You know, there's one where they talk about what's the greatest thing you can ever do and it's ask for help, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah, so absolutely. I think it would be a beautiful book to give someone who might be struggling in your life mm. or actually anyone in your life, maybe even to give someone who was graduating or yeah. um, a teen in your life who was kind of a bit lost. I just sure. think it's... Um, so any teen, really. Or any yeah, person, I actually guess. Actually, any person. I just think if you're looking for a gift for someone, it's such a beautiful thing. And if you yourself even need a pet me up or to reflect on some stuff, go and follow him over at his Instagram because the quotes and that his artistry is over there for free. But free the book content. is beautiful and it's a hardcover book. So Oh, no. Um, oh, no, the baby's awake. Uh, all right, so happen. let's be quick. You, that's it for us. Let's, let's, wrap, let's wrap it up. Let's uh, wrap, listen, wrap though, it. Uh, I, I made mention that I'd say on the Weekly Planet what I thought of uh, Black Widow the movie because our review is next week to get people to listen to this. Ooh. It's pretty good. I was surprised. It's pretty good. I wasn't really expecting much. It's pretty good. I think you'll like it. There's a whole, uh, I'm really there's excited. A, there's a whole scene about the, in the movie where they talk about pockets. I know you're. Hey, I'm totally into that. So, as soon as that scene was uh, was happening, I'm like, Claire's gonna fucking love this. Because <laughs> that's all women want, really, yeah. equality, but mainly pockets in things. Yeah. Um, it's genuine, like it's genuine. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything, and it was like it's one of the better ones. And yeah. and you know what? That is an actually rounding endorsement from you because you very rarely come back, if ever, and say that you enjoyed That's a movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I came back after Fast Nine. You're like, I wasn't I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct, exactly. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Cool, I'm really, I can't wait we to can watch that. We can see it on that. Friday. It's going to be on streaming. Oh, I'm so uh, excited. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Can mm. I talk about it on this show? Yeah, definitely. I think people would be interested to know what you think. Right. We're going to talk about The Weekly Planet, but no, I'd, I'd actually love to know what you're going to All right. talk about. We'd get you on for the review, but people would hate that. They would hate you'd it. you'd be like, boys, keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, one girl and two boys. That's the way I roll. Don't be so silly, boys. Don't be so silly. All right, so you can review the show in app, can't you, James? Uh, you can, and I've actually got one right here from Owen oh, Park. We've got a go bunch of reviews this week, or four or five, so I appreciate it. Keep them coming, because I am waking, making my way through them. It says, excellent podcast. Really great podcast that helps me escape the harsh realities of the world, except for when they talk, <laughs> when they literally talk about the harsh realities of the world. <laughs> In, ev in every episode. Not to mention it helps me escape from the bloody ball and chain. Am I right, boys? Oh, God. 
You're so right, Owen. Uh, do we we have, do. We just complain about life every week. <laughs> do we have our? Do you have your own? I do, um, and today letter. I have a little voice memo, so you can send us a voice memo by emailing the show. It's justforpod at gmail.com. or you can just write a regular old letter. It's up to you. But here's one I prepared earlier. You prepared it? I did. Would right. you like to hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, because I haven't heard it. Okay, I'm passing you the headphone. Must be the headphone. Right, here we bloody, here, here bloody he goes, go. here he goes. You Fire ready? Hello, James and Claire. Claire Hello. and James, whichever way round you like to go. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm one of your listeners in Glasgow. Uh, and I have a little suggestible for you guys today. So, Glasgow. my suggestible is the off-menu podcast with James A. Caster and Ed Gamble. They're both British comedians. You've probably heard of them, I, I think. If not, it's worth listening to. Um, now, my main suggestible is their most recent episode with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I think both of you guys will enjoy it, but probably James slightly more than Claire. But Claire, I have a few suggestions, and James, to be fair, um, within this that you would also enjoy. So my suggestion comes with a slight caveat, and that is do not go in listening to the Dan Aykroyd po- podcast first. It's hilarious, it's disjointed, it's mental. All he does is pitch... Um, crystal head vodka the whole time because you know <laughs> yeah, why does he care about ghostbusters or blues brothers anymore mm-hmm. um so uh, i would recommend you go in listen to one of their other guests they've had some fantastic ones they've had martin freeman they've had rafe spall from trying Spall. Um, they've had um shan sheen sorry i'm dyslexic i'm terrible at reading <laughs> uh clifford the the sister from fleabag um Ashling B, um, who you'll know from Living With Yourself um, on, on Netflix with Paul Rudd. I know. And uh, This Way Up as well, which I believe Claire mentioned quite recently. They've had um, David Cross from Risk Development. Yep. Um, and my personal favourite, and I'm not sure if you guys will have heard of him over in Australia, but um, my personal favourite ever episode is Greg Davies's episode, I and I would highly Davies, recommend yeah. that. So if you listen to any of those episodes first and then go and listen to the Dan Aykroyd one, you will hopefully deeply enjoy it. It's chaotic. It's brilliant. The podcast itself is just worth checking out in its own. Anyway, I rambled for far too long, um, but thank you very much. Um, You have been such a blessing throughout all the multiple different lockdowns and the last year or so. I hope you're both well. Um, Much love. Bye. So much. That was lovely. Uh, Also, we do know Greg Davies. He actually... Someone got to grab that gem out of him. He's from like the Inbetweeners and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So someone got him, got him to say it and record it. But, Let uh, it yeah, cool. no, that sounds really good. I actually, I just added the Martin Freeman one to my list of podcasts to listen to. So I'm going to start with that one and then jump around a bit and then get to Dan Aykroyd pitching Crystal Head Vodka, which is literally all that guy does now. <laughs> Some, oh, and he talks about UFOs and shit. Cool. Yeah. I'm really into UFOs. Why? I can get the oh, bloody hell out of here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Somewhere else. Alien planet. I, I, I don't care. Like I do I do love how they're like UFOs are real and people are like, who gives a shit? Do you know what? At this point I would just prefer if they stopped looking in the sky and started helping the ocean. That's that's true. how I feel. Because the ocean was on yeah. fire or whatever. Our son li- literally said to me that he's like, Mommy, why do they keep topping down the trees? The trees are really good for us, they make air. And I was like, I know, mate, it doesn't really make any point. sense. Does he also know that seaweed, uh, like a lot of that also comes from the ocean as well? The oxygen. Yeah. We haven't told him that, but we should. We should. And the other thing, remember <laughs> you said the ocean when it was on fire yeah, was this like, week? Oh shit, look, the ocean's on fire. I showed the video and he was like what? And I'm like, oh, not all of it. Just like one. 
little bit. Because I think he just oh, looked like I the whole know, ocean. No, it was, was on like fire. <laughs> and because he's such a sincere and smart, I think he's smart anyway, kid. He just like, you could tell his eyes were just like, he has the same look that I bet you had as a kid, which is that everyone's an idiot. No one knows what they're doing. Yeah, and what the hell are right. we going to do? You were, which... Does that not give you a lot of comfort, though? No, really, it doesn't. Does it? And also, because I don't have the intelligence to fix anything, so it's like, well, this is frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should bloody wrap it up, mate. All right. Just on that positive note. All right. I'll see you soon. Come, me? Yeah, you probably, in general. We'll yeah. Probably. We live together, so I will. That's right. That's right. Anyway, right. thank you for listening. We've reached us for podcast. You can find us on the internet. Yeah. On your app. I thought on you were going to say, phone. you can go to hell. Go right to hell. <laughs> well, thanks to Royal Collins for editing this episode Absolutely. as well. Much appreciated. We think you're great and everyone's going to be okay. And there's only two episodes of Loki left. Collins, just hang in there. Right? Hang in there, mate. I know. He's, 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 it's a big thing. All he's right. doing a big thing. Thanks, okay. Everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.